77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friends. I'm in the phone booth. Guess about to come your way, Bill O'Reilly. That's the biggest waiting segment of the week on any show at any time on WABC. Joins me 8.40 every Thursday. He'll be here. Then the wildly entertaining and brilliant and my best friend at this point, the great Bo Deedle in Studio 905. And then from the Yes Network, Jack Curry, whose new book is out on the 1998 New York Yankees. He'll join me at 9.25. So yesterday, Howard Stern brought me up again. The last two times that Howard brought me up, there was another person that was mentioned, and it's always Bill O'Reilly. So a couple of months ago, I think O'Reilly shares a birthday with Rush. So I I mentioned to Bill, or, or Howard shares a birthday with Rush, excuse me, Howard and Rush. And I brought that up to Bill one day, and he made some comments about Stern. Bill, again, is coming up next. And my loyalties, by the way, are to Bill. I love Bill. Bill, at this point, is a relative. Howard, yes, I, no question, I look up to him, and I still think he's the greatest in this profession by a mile, by a mile. But when it comes to personal like, Bill O'Reilly's my guy. So Howard goes and kills Bill O'Reilly because Bill contends that he knew Howard at Boston University, And Howard says, nonsense, never met the guy. He says it all the time. It's just not true. Doug Noam, you've got that audio, yes? Yep, I do. Yeah, no problem. Here's Sid Rosenberg and Bill O'Reilly discussing. Also celebrating a birthday today from your neck of the woods in Long Island. On the flip side, Howard Stern. I went to school with him at Boston U. Did you know that? So long story short, Howard uh, gets angry with that, which is silly. Bill wouldn't lie about that. And um, so I guess a couple of days last week, Bill was on again. And I'm not sure why I brought Howard up. He had made a, a very salient point that day about something. And I was thanking Bill for the very generous donation he made to the charity that Daniel and I started, inspired by our son Gabriel, the Spotlight Foundation for Dyspraxia and DCD. And it was Bill last Thursday who brought up Stern. And, yes, Howard Stern once again talked about me and Bill yesterday. So that uh, that was the motivation for what, Noam? Well, uh, he, he, you know, we're trying to find out the truth. Like, who knew who? Did they not know each other? Is it all made up? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't there. Well, I'm going to take Bill's word for it. Yeah, so, I mean, you But could... if I was on Howard Stern's show, of course, I would tell Howard the same thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you want to ask uh, engaging questions to see if you can figure out the truth, right? I mean, this is yeah. what you're going for. Do they know each other? Is Howard just playing like he doesn't know him? Is Bill O'Reilly making it up? Who knows what's going on? So, like, you know, uh, apparently they were in math class together. I yeah. don't know they am. So yes. Yes. you could ask uh, Bill O'Reilly. You could say, if it's true that you were in math class with Howard at Boston University, you should be able to answer the following question. Robert and David played several golf matches against each other in a week. They played for pizza at each match, but no pizzas were purchased until the end of the week. If Robert and David had the same number of wins at any time, those pizzas were canceled. Robert won four matches. David won three. How many rounds of golf were played? 
And if he's able to answer that, then maybe there's something to the fact that they went to Boston University together. Well, well I can't answer that. <laughs> Neither can I. Was... <laughs> yeah. So what about that specific question? I don't know. I was just trying to come up with anything I could come up <laughs> no, with. No, it's funny because these math books, they do stuff like that. They ask you these questions. I remember the first time, my first day in trigonometry. Now, how many years ago was that? I don't know. But they're like, you know, a train is traveling north at 30 miles per hour. Another train is traveling east at 18 miles per hour. When will the, tra- the trains collide heading west? And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. What do you know? I don't know and I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Well, I believe Bill in this case. So okay. well, let me go on record saying Bill O'Reilly is telling the truth. And as much as I admire Howard Stern, he's not telling the truth here. You know, you could just get him on more specifics. That's I, that's the only thing I would suggest. You well, know? give me, like, one more specific. You know, I think you could just ask him, uh, did you ever have a conversation? What did you talk about? You know, that kind of thing where you get right. some real sense of if you knew him at all. If it just, or did you spot him from afar? Like, why would he stand out in college that like you'd but, remember him all these years but later? But do you think the rest of the world cares about this no. outside of you and I? Probably not. <laughs> So you know our I, obsession with Stern and Bill O'Reilly. Does yeah. anybody else even care? No, no, nobody cares. No, but I but I want you to ask him anyway. I will ask him. You know, listen, I was in the studio right uh, when Howard called into Imus, and Bernard had just finished doing a Jason Williams bit. He made fun of Beth Ostrovsky, Stern's wife. At the time, they weren't married, and it was it's a pretty nasty little jab in this comedy bit. And I was in the studio when Howard called. And hopped on the air with Imus. Whole thing lasted about 20 seconds, but it was historic. It was awesome. It was amazing. And Howard got all crazy. It was always the same shtick. Howard got all crazy, and Imus acted like, eh, I don't care. And maybe he didn't. I don't know. But he would even say stuff like, hey, I don't hate Howard. Fact is, he makes our stock higher. And he was all about money, Imus. So he would he would deflect his real feeling on Howard and how upset he really was by saying things like, ah, I'm bigger and he's making our stock go higher. But I knew down deep Imus was epping furious. But he can control it. Howard couldn't. And still can. Howard still talks badly about Imus, and he's dead for three years. Yeah. Well, and, you you know, there was a thought there might be, like, a final conversation when Imus did that yes. last show, what was it, yes. like two years ago? Yeah. And I don't know if that we even reached out. Did we? Re- yes, did, we I reached did? out. Oh, I reached okay. out, me personally because I'm the only guy who has a relationship with that show. I reached out personally to Gary Delabate, and uh, they wanted no part of it, none of it, none of it. In fact, they, <laughs> I hate to say this, but they were rather celebratory when the I Man did pass away. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> they weren't the only ones. Yeah. <laughs> so were you? I know. <laughs> What else you got today, quick? Uh, yeah, okay, so this is really horrible, right? So everybody's smoking pot in New York City now. I mean, just doesn't matter where you go. There's clouds of smoke. And a lot of it is rolled joints, right? You can buy rolled joints now. You don't have to roll them yourselves. But there's this huge issue now that people, you know, they'll smoke that joint down right to the part where they burn their fingers, and then they throw it on the ground. And what's happening is we're hearing from all these veterinarians that dogs are eating the end of the joints. And you can imagine like a 25-pound dog eating the end of a burnt joint and what we're what's happening is all these dogs are getting stoned and it's not like the kind of stone that people are well it reminds me of the movie i just saw just saw it cocaine bear yeah yeah the last movie for the late great ray leota where the bear they they drop off these smugglers you know all these bricks of cocaine somewhere in tennessee 
and the bear finds it, and I guess they say it's a true story, and the bear goes nuts and actually snorts and eats all the cocaine and starts killing people at, like, an unbelievable rate, something he wouldn't do ordinarily, but the coke drove him to do it. Is that what you're saying about the pot with yeah, the dogs? Well, this is like, you know, it's, it's serious for the dogs. They're ingesting THC. Here's a veterinarian that we spoke with. The drug THC is extremely toxic to dogs. They concentrate it in their bloodstream, and it affects their central nervous system. Yeah, and there's this one woman, <laughs> uh, she owns a poodle who's named Bondi. And Bondi has ingested at least three joints on Manhattan sidewalks just over the last year. The latest time she describes what Bondi did when she, and she, now she recognizes right away that the dog has taken and eaten the joint. His eyes were just rolling all over the place. His head was just wobbling. He couldn't walk. Yeah. Sounds a lot like Ron Kuby on MSNBC this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. So the ASPCA, you're right. The ASPCA says, you know, Burn that joint down to your fingers and hold on to it, <laughs> right? People used to put it in an ashtray, but don't yeah. have ashtrays anymore. Yeah. Don't throw it on the street. The ASPA telling us that um, that since pot became legal in the city, their um, numbers of calls of people saying that their dogs have accidentally ingested things like joints on the street have Jeez. skyrocketed 300%. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Well, thank you. That is a, an actually a very important message. Yes. So yeah. my, you know, one day a week I try to do a public service, but today was <laughs> No, we day. do love animals, especially dogs on this show, so thank you for that, Gnome. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.